This time on the Triple T Productivity Podcast, we're talking self-improvement and productivity with Kevin Palmieri, the founder and co-host of the Next Level University, which is a global top 100 self-improvement podcast. I enjoyed this chat a lot. Now, we talk about being fulfilled in life and your work and how this kind of impacts your productivity. We also talk through areas of self-improvement that Kevin feels are really important. Things like consistency and commitments and habits, mindset, confidence, fear, relationships. And one that I think is really important, which is uh, stopping limiting your beliefs. Believe big. Now, Kevin answers the Triple T questions, also shares his secret procrastination. We also talk about phantom phone buzzes as well. You know when you hear your phone buzz or you feel your leg buzz when it's not really buzzing? Is that the sign of addiction? (laughs) Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, okay? Uh, There's a whole bunch of links in the show notes, so tap those as well. Let's get to it. Hey, Kevin. Hey, John. What's happening, my friend? Thanks for doing this. Of Appreciate course. I, this. I am excited. I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but you have the ultimate voice for podcasting and radio. <laughs> Thank you. You're very That's welcome. very kind. I, I spent 20 years, or nearly 20 years, working in radio. Yeah, it so makes you, sense. Yeah, yeah. Long, long time ago. <laughs> Hell of a long time ago. Um, right, I'll tell you what. Let's give you 30 seconds. Tell everybody about yourself, starting about now. Uh, right. I am Kevin Palmieri. I am the host, the CFO, and the founder of Next Level University, a global top 100 podcast with 1,350 episodes. And we produce an episode every single day. And John, at the end of the day, I am just a, a man who wants to add value. I came from humble beginnings and I intend to try to be humble for as long as possible. And if I can add value in the world, I am doing the right thing. Fabulous. Where can folks find the podcast? It is called Next Level University. It is on all the uh, podcast platforms and YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stick some links in the show notes. I like that. Thank you, my friend. Um, 1,350 episodes. That's a lot of episodes, isn't it? It's, uh, It's definitely something. I think when you cross a certain point, it's just mm. kind of, you forget, but yeah, it's a lot. We do a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You do get to a point, don't you, when it's just like, it just keeps going, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It becomes natural to you, I think. Yeah. Um, I was reading through your bio and the one thing which I noticed, the one line which which kind of stood out to me, because I'm an old guy and I, and I understand <laughs> this, right? Mm. And um, And... You said in your bio, you said, in my mid-twenties, I had it all. I had a beautiful girlfriend, high-paying job, sports car, dream body, but I still ended up sitting on the edge of a bed debating suicide. What do you think was missing from your life? Because that sounds like the perfect Instagram world, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I wasn't using Instagram a lot back then either, mm. if you go figure. the I would say it's it's one word. And it's taken me a long time to locate and try to chase this word fulfillment. I had a lot of, I had a lot of things that would bring you happiness, but happiness for the most part is fleeting and it's momentary and the feel good drugs only stay in your system for so long. So I assumed that having a beautiful girlfriend would bring me fulfillment or having my dream body after winning a bodybuilding show would bring me Hmm. fulfillment when in reality... I wasn't focused on the growth and contribution that I should have been practicing in order to get the stuff that I wanted. So the simplest answer is fulfillment. I believe now more than ever that I get to do what I love every day. I mean, I'm talking to you across the world right now and it's yeah. 
that's a that's a dream come true in many ways. So yeah, fulfillment is probably what was missing, and I would say that's why I'm the happiest, most fulfilled I've ever been now is because it's a life of growth and contribution. Yeah, I I think a lot of us do crap jobs. Definitely, uh, and and I think I, I think myself. I, I don't know whether it's. The technology, I don't know whether it's the mindset, I don't know whether it's the companies who own the technology have kind of like persuaded us to work in a certain way. But mm. folks don't tend to get the choice of using their own brains very much in their jobs anymore. Everything is tick boxed and workflows are set and you yeah. do it like this and you do not stray. But what that does is it, again, fulfillment, isn't it? it yeah. Yeah, it's the the interesting thing about us, and this is I've had many people say like, "You guys are really weird. You're a really weird mm. company." And I'm like, "I don't know. Yeah, maybe." One of the things we're we're focused on is I want the people on our team to live better lives. So yeah. a lot of our department meetings are okay. How is your relationship? Yeah. How is your fitness going? How is your, you know, how are your habits? How do you feel? Are you doing enough stuff that fills your cup? Are you getting enough R and R? At the end of the day, we're a self improvement company, so whether you're on the team in one capacity or another, our job is to help you get better physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And yeah, that's, it's very interesting how I think we've lost sight of the human experience a little bit yeah. to your point. Yeah. I, I remember being challenged a lot more when I was in my twenties, you mm -hmm. know, you, you would feel some days you would, you would go to work and you'd, you'd all, I wouldn't say you'd feel terrified, but you'd, you'd be like nervous. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you think to yourself, I've never done that in my life because I'm only like 25. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I haven't done this before and, and I don't know how to do it. And you had to work it all out. But people let you. Do you know what I mean? And you could use your brain. Yeah. I don't think there's as much of that going on. Yeah. Fail forward is, mm. is something we say often. I mean, I already look, I already made a mistake. I didn't I didn't get my full introduction in the 30 seconds. And I'm, I'll think <laughs> about that. I'll think about what I can do better next time. And then I'll you know, I. If you're not trying new things, you don't really have an opportunity to fail forward. So, uh, yeah, it, it really is interesting how when a system is created for you, the system succeeds. You yeah. just kind of run it. Yeah. When at the end of the day, it's it is it's it's the human condition where we're supposed to learn and get lessons and and have failures and find fulfillment and. Yeah, it's a weird time to be alive, John. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, another little bit of your bio, which I liked, was was that you you talk you, you it says you you talk about consistency, commitment, habits, and mindset, confidence, fear, relationships, and limiting beliefs. So mm. I want to kind of like go through some of these a little Please. bit, starting with consistency. How do you think consistency kind of helps? What do you mean by that? I mean it in all regards, not just the ability to do something every single day that you know you should be, but I mean from the perspective of how does somebody expect you to show up? Are you hmm. consistently showing up with energy, with pride, with vulnerability, with strong communication, the consistency of what can people expect from you? But at the end of the day, I always use the splits analogy. If I bet John $1,000 today that I could do the splits by this time next year, the most effective way for me to be able to do that is to practice them daily, to yeah. be consistent. Yeah. The less consistent I am, the less likely I am to be able to win that bet and do the splits. And I just think that is the best analogy in the world for life, for success, for relationships. How often are you doing the things that you know you should be doing, but you mm. don't necessarily want to? Yeah. You mentioned energy in there. 
Mm. Uh, we're not talking about like being completely 110% all day long because nobody can do that, can they? Right. You have to find your own energy levels that can last the day, last the week. Yeah, of course, of course. And the communication around, hey, if anybody notices my energy is off today, I'm just really going through it. Yeah. That's something you'll hear on our team all the time. I, I don't, not every day is great. Some days kind of suck and I'm struggling and I'm overwhelmed and I'm tired and I, we try to be very honest about that. So just the consistency of this team, this person, this leader, this partner is going to be very authentic with the way they're feeling. And when you start to understand that and you start to get those expectations, that consistency as well. Yeah, do you think social media kind of like paints the weird view of all this? Because I mean, I, I mean, I know what you what would happen if you kind of like said on social media, we gotta we gotta like have bring our energy to the meetings, and everybody will be shouting. <laughs> and it's not about that, is it? No, it's it's yeah. Social media is a really interesting thing because a couple things. One, in your darkest moments, you get to see everybody else's highlight reel which is just super, super challenging. Yeah. And even going to our original point, that one word, fulfillment, you don't see necessarily fulfillment on social media. You see momentary bouts of happiness. I always say this. Mm. If you look at somebody's profile picture, what is it? It's them on their wedding day. It's them yeah. on their graduation. It's them buying their new house, whatever it is. It's never them crying into a pillow usually because it really is the highlight reel. So we have to be very, very careful when it comes to that. You, It's very hard to recognize fulfillment on social yeah. media. Or it's staged. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is. Everything's yeah. thought previously, right? It's, it's reverse yeah. engineered. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've got to actually make the choice of holding the camera up and taking the photograph <laughs> at that point, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more people don't realize that than I, than I thought. I, sometimes <laughs> I'll see a video and I'll say, people know that there's a person recording that, right? Like, yeah. it's not real. It's not a real thing. I saw one the other day on LinkedIn and there was like a monkey in a sewer and there's everybody filming it. And I'm thinking, does somebody just lean in and pull the monkey out of the sewer? <laughs> and then some idiot was kind of like going on about how this is a kind of like the continual struggle of running a business and climbing up and then falling back down. Again. And I'm thinking, just grab the monkey, pull the damn monkey out of the sewer. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Big fan of animals. So anything we can do to get that monkey out of there, I'm all for. I asked the same three questions to everybody who comes on the podcast. And the first one is uh, what's kind of like your number one productivity tip, the, the kind of like that real high level thing that you would say to absolutely everybody? Ooh, in order to be productive tomorrow, we have to know what we're doing tonight. So making sure you understand what does your day actually look like? Mm. That is huge. The, the practice of making sure your calendar is on point and your to-do list is is ready to roll. Yeah. How do you deal with to-do lists? Are you kind of like, a have got 10 things to do today and I've got to do them all? Yeah. So we live, we live by spreadsheets and mm -hmm. apps. So I track the same 27 habits. I don't know how many is. I think it's 27 mm. or 28. So I have my habits that I practice every single day. And then I have my most important tasks, which I have on my desktop. And then they're kind of broken into, you know, urgent, you know, urgent and important mm. and all that stuff. And I just focus on like, what are the big three? What are the big three mm. rocks that I can move today in order to make sure we're getting those big things done? And then what are the 28 things I'm doing every day to help level up my life, my love, my health and my wealth? Do you worry if you don't do it all by the end of the day? It's yeah, that's normal, right? Yeah. I, yesterday, I think I got eighty-eight percent done. It's 
it's a very interesting understanding that you have to have that I'm doing 88% of 100, but the 88% that I'm accomplishing today is 188% of what I used to do. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's yeah. progress. Yeah. Let's talk about habits then, because that, that was on your little list. Uh, habits. Uh, we're not just talking work habits here. We're talking personal habits as well, I'll take it. How, how, yeah. how do you, what, g- give me an example of a habit. A habit. Uh, weighing yourself. Right. Simple habit that takes all of 15 seconds a day potentially, but that 15 seconds of data can shape the next 23 hours of your day if you use mm. it correctly. So I, I've heard many people say that I don't, I'm not good at habits. Hmm. It's like, well, I understand what you're saying, but we all have habits. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to redefine your habits by trying to point them in the right direction. So stopping at the drive through every day for a bacon, egg and cheese and a large coffee is a habit. Yeah. How do we replace that habit with something different? Well, we yeah. start by just stopping for coffee, maybe, right? We prep sure. our breakfast at home or whatever it may be. Yeah. What we try to do, and again, easier said than done, but you take maybe a, a year goal and say, well, I want to lose... 52 pounds this year. Okay, Hmm. cool. So I want to lose, I need to lose a pound a week. All right, cool. What are the things that I got to do every day? What are the habits that I have to start practicing? I got to weigh myself. Maybe I practice going to the gym every day. Maybe I track my calories, whatever it may be. Hmm. If you can break the big things up into smaller rocks, and then you can move those rocks a little bit every day, that's where things really start to add up. How often do you kind of revisit your habits and and kind of jig them around a little bit? Uh, I don't know if I'm a good representation of that but i would say with clients it's pretty much every every quarter based on yeah based on the goal and and where the goal line is for us i'm very blessed and and privileged to have a very high level of clarity with what i should be doing so i'm I'm very blessed and that's come through a lot of pain and failure so i would say every quarter right if you're setting goals every quarter you check your habits every quarter as well. Yeah, I think it's a good idea that I, 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 when I talk to folks myself, I, I kind of like say, say, look, look at your workflows and your habits and your routines and things mm. every six months or so because yeah. they change. I, I know folks who are still doing the same things they started doing like 10 years ago <laughs> and their lives have changed. They might have had two kids and, yeah. and everything might have happened and their lives are different, but they're still doing this one little thing and it's kind of pointless now. Well, we need contrast, yeah. right? It's it's That's why... I know a lot of people, and not necessarily that listen to this show because we're talking mm. about productivity, but a lot of people are anti-to-do list because it feels constricting and it feels concrete. Yeah. Well, one of the big upsides of having a to-do list or habit tracker is when you look back in two years, you can recognize the contrast or, to your point, John, the lack thereof. That is another reason why it's so important because you can say, oh my goodness, I'm doing the same thing I was doing two years ago. or oh my goodness, I am doing 3x what I was doing two years ago. Interesting. And those are two different lives. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to commitment. I reckon this is kind of like one of the hardest. <laughs> I, I like to put this across all the, all the areas of life, right? If you think yeah. of what's the difference between a relationship and a committed relationship? Yeah. Even when you think commitment, you... You think to yourself, this person is more willing to probably have the hard conversations. They're more willing to improve as a partner. They are more willing to look in the <clears throat> in the mirror and try to work on themselves. Commitment suggests I am in this for the long run, regardless of the short-term outcomes. I think it is one of the most important things in the world, but it's also one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah. Because you're gonna have bad days and you're gonna struggle, yeah. but I really do believe it's 
the extra purpose and the reason for doing what you're doing, that helps you lock in the commitment. Yeah. I think it sounds very social media, but it's okay to have bad days and bad oh, weeks. Of course. Uh, I mean, I know that does sound very, very Twitter, doesn't it? Or very Instagram, <laughs> that, that really, doesn't it? Well, it's, I, think it's, I, I think I said to you before we, before we started recording, I'm having, the, I'm having just a week. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've actually, I, I was getting, I wouldn't say I'm getting stressed because I don't really get stressed out about things any anymore I, I don't mm. it, it doesn't affect me like that anymore but I was I was feeling the pressure a little bit that I, I haven't progressed on projects this week one yeah. bit and I when I actually said to myself that's all right you're just not going to do it this week no matter how how hard you work whatever you do how many hours it, it's not going to happen now it's Thursday mm. it's not going to happen now and then that relieves the pressure doesn't it it's uh, it's your goal, right? Mm. I mean, you're the one you're the one who's sitting down saying these are the goals I want to accomplish, and it goes both ways. Mm. And and that really is the the hard part. How many times, if you're if you're listening to this, how many times have somebody said to you, "I don't, why do you work so much?" Yeah. It well because I I set the goals and I want to make sure I stay committed. But to your point, John, same thing, right? If you're having one of those weeks and mm. you think it is more detrimental to push through and to beat yourself up over your quote unquote perceived lack of progress, yeah, that's that's another conversation to have with yourself. Of well, at the end of the day, this is my goal. I determine this. Okay, is it going to take me four extra days to get there because I yeah. I'm off track? Cool. Does it really matter yeah, that much no. to me? Maybe not. No, exactly. Uh, and that's where you can break that commitment. But you you don't. I suppose you don't break the commitment long term. No, 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 no. It's even in that right. Then the, the interesting thing is you can have more than one commitment. So yeah, yeah. maybe your commitment is I want to make sure I'm focused on my mental health. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, me overly beating myself up for this other commitment is actually hurting my mental health. Okay, yeah. let me let me get back into harmony with that. Yeah, yeah. I always love emails that come from clients that say, this is urgent, this is urgent, this is urgent. <laughs> I love those because I, I, my, my attitude now that I'm old is that urgent means something has actually stopped working. Mm. And I would say that's, yeah. A, yeah, that's a really good representation of that, yeah. I, yeah. I get a lot of those emails and... It's interesting, too, because I think the level of urgency is oftentimes connected to somebody's level of certainty. Okay, second question. Mm. Um, what's the best piece of kind of productivity slash life advice that you've been given by someone else? Maybe a, a mentor or a teacher, somebody like that. The best? Hmm. That one little nugget that stays with you. <laughs> Probably for me... If you have distractions around you, you'll find a way to get distracted. Mm. That's a big one where, I mean, yeah, I know we want to listen to music while we do stuff, but if you don't have an Alexa or something and you mm. can't just say, hey, next song, and you got to, you know, you got to take your phone out and do that type of stuff. We, I think as humans, we like being distracted. So yeah. if you can eliminate as many of your distractions as possible, it just creates more of an opportunity to get into flow. Yeah. How do you work with, with phones and that? Do, I mean, do you switch off? Do you have everything silent? Do you just throw it in another room for a couple of hours? Or My phone is always on silent, so 24-7. Yeah. When I sleep, so when I'm done work for the day, it stays in the office. I don't take it out to the living room. I, I try not to. I try to just leave it in here. And I try, and again, I am a work in progress just like everybody else, yeah. but... I try to do, you know, all my social media posting in the morning, all my email checking in the morning. That way I'm done with that and 
everything else I can do from my laptop while I'm working. So I don't have to worry about checking my phone and going down the rabbit holes of social yeah. media. Yeah, because those little bings and buzzes, they can, I, I found it in my 30s. I found that every, I, I would always be notified every time there was an email. Mm. 90% of the time, it, it's spam. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's just like somebody trying to sell you some rubbish. Yeah. And, and, but every time that ping, over the years, over years and years and years of that ping, ping, buzz, buzz, ping, it, it got to the point when I, every time I heard it, I just went, mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I felt, I I did, it just inside, I just went, mm, mm. like that. And so, and that's when I shut it off. Yeah. Do you, yeah. did you ever have the, the, I call them the phantom vibrations where your phone would be yeah. on vibrate and you would yeah. just assume it was vibrating in your pocket? Yeah. I've had that. If, yeah. Right. That's yeah. conditioning. That is a, that is a very, very high level of conditioning. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was very challenging in the beginning saying, you know what, I'm going to put my phone on silent and potentially miss all these messages. Look, if you, if you check your messages a couple times a day, you get used to it pretty quickly. And I cannot speak to how much I guess internal or unconscious stress, me not having my cell phone in the bedroom has alleviated me of. It is yeah. it is night and day and I yeah. it is truly mind blowing. Yeah. It's funny you mention that, the phantom thing, because I'm I, I used to feel my leg vibrate. <laughs> Same. Yeah, you just felt a little buzz and you think it was your phone. Because I, right. I, I lived through the kind of like the whole BlackBerry era, like mm. wherever it, where you had your, where your BlackBerry was connected to just about everything. Yeah. And like it, everything buzzed and did something all the time. And I would have it in my pocket. And, and yeah, I get phantom buzzes. That's weird, isn't it? Right, right. I never had a BlackBerry. That was, I was never there. I, <laughs> Not I didn't that feel... old. Well, I, I don't know. I think I was, I was definitely around when they were there, but they mm. were more expensive. And I was like, I don't know. If I know how to use that, <laughs> they you know? were, yeah, they were a bit complicated. Oh, yeah. touchscreen phones made life much easier. I think. Yes, yes, yeah, they yeah. did. Um, let's move on to mindset and confidence okay. and fear. I like those. Th I think those three are connected, aren't they? Definitely, definitely. I mean, your your mindset is really how it's your operating system, hmm. right? Talk, we're talking about phones. Your your mindset's kind of your operating system, and it's the way you think about your future. It's the way you think about your past. It's the way you see your world and. Yeah. When when there's a great book um, called Mindset by Carol Dweck, I always recommend it. It's not super complicated, but it is very, very influential. And it just talks about the difference between having a growth mindset, understanding how malleable we are as human beings and how failure is not necessarily a bad thing. And we learn through it. And then the fixed mindset of everything is the way it is and I am the way I am and there's nothing I can do about that. That book really helped me understand confidence at a deeper level because for me, I am somebody who did not have a lot of self-belief and yeah. I assumed failure is final and failure is the end of the world. But when you start to understand that you're going to fail forward, you're going to have a lot of micro failures, right? Yeah. yeah. And the people you see that are the most successful have kind of failed their way to success. When you start to understand yeah. that, I think it helps with a, a certain level of confidence. What was the last one? Mindset, confidence, and what? Uh, fear. 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 Yeah. Fear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's another very very interesting one. We're all afraid of something. We're all mm. afraid of of many 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 yeah. things. I the the trick is usually at least this is what's worked for me. I try to look at the most recent and relevant proof. So yeah. just as an example, my biggest one of my biggest fears is flying. Right. I'm not a sure. Yeah, not a huge fan. It doesn't make sense, John. Yeah. I don't understand how that thing flies through the sky. Yeah. Just I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that a little bit. Okay. To be fair. See, yeah. I'm starting to find that most people, many people understand me, at least when I say that. Yeah. 
what do I do when I'm getting ready to fly? Well, I look at the most recent. Say whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's one way. That's yeah. one way. I, I try not to, for me, I don't feel like it's cheating, but I try not to take the easy way out because I know I won't learn, right? I yeah, won't, yeah. It won't help my relationship. But I look at the most recent and relevant proof. So sure. the, the most recent proof is the last time that I flew. And the relevant proof is what made me feel good about flying last time. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, the, the plane was beautiful. I had a great seat. The, the turbulence wasn't there. I thought it was a five-hour flight, but mm. it felt like it went by in three hours. Oh, okay, that's going to help me get over my fear a little bit this time. But what happens is oftentimes we catastrophize. So it's like, well, the worst thing that can happen is it's a 10-hour flight and it gets delayed. And, you know, what if there's turbulence and what if there's a storm and yeah. whatever? There's a lot of what-ifs when you have recent relevant proof that might prove that otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I always like to think about flying. If it wasn't safe, the pilot would not be in it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because I'd like to think the pilot knows more about me than all of yes. this. Yeah. The, the rule of thumb is if you, if you ever get nervous, you look at a flight attendant. Yes. And if the flight attendant doesn't look nervous, you probably are okay. <laughs> You're probably okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, relationships, they're important, aren't they? They're everything. They're everything. Yeah. They're Other than money, I think relationships are one of the things that most humans experience and or take part in but aren't really taught about. There was, yeah. right? there was yeah. never a class in high school for me for yeah. relationships. Yeah. So it's one of those things where we're – most of us, the vast majority of us listening, are going to end up in some relationship intimately. We have many relationships with family and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah it's one of those things where I think we just underfocus and we underlearn. There's a lot to learn about relationships. And if we took a little bit more time every day, I think the world would be a more successful place and divorce rates would probably be lower and yeah. families would probably be less toxic. I think there's a lot to learn there. Yeah. I think schools should should teach something. I remember when I was at school, we used to have something called life skills class. Interesting, right? Which was really, and my kids didn't get that when they mm. when when they were at school, and and I don't think kids get it now. But life skills was it was just like one lesson, one forty five minute lesson, um, once a week, and it only kicked in when you got to like about here in the UK was fifteen. So what we do in the UK is we we do high school until we're 16. So, yeah, high school until we're 16. Then we get a further education until 18, then university. Mm. So 15 and 16 years old, you taught life skills. And you it was really basic stuff. It was like, it was a lot of role playing. So one person would like be, say, somebody behind the counter of a, of a grocery store. Mm. And then you would be buying some cheese. <laughs> and you would like go that. through the process of buying something. Mm. And you would learn these skills and you would learn how to say, hello, I'd like to buy this cheese. And you'd, you'd learn how to talk to people in real life situations. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I remember learning how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. That was, that was something. But other than that, it was called, I believe it was called independent living. That was the class right. that yeah. I took. But I don't remember much other than balancing a checkbook. I never learned anything about relationships. And yeah. I learned... Other than the balancing the checkbook, I learned very little about money. So, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. And, I mean, if you look at the two biggest struggles, relationships and money are definitely up there. Of course they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the money thing can affect the relationship big of time. Course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, final little question asked. What's your secret procrastination? Because everybody wastes a little bit of time. 
<laughs> I mean, even if you're like the best, biggest productivity guru out there, you're gonna you're gonna sit there and dawdle. Yeah, yeah. I like to lay on the floor with my cats. Ah, that's what I like to do. That's mm. my that's kind of my guilty pleasure of procrastination. I'll go out. So I usually have my office door sh- shut because you want to talk about yeah. productivity. The second the cat's gonna hear, it's over. Yeah, yeah. When, when I go to fill up my water, get, you know, f- refill my coffee, use the bathroom, I'll see them out there and they lay down. They're looking for bellies. So I go lay on the floor. I give them a couple of minutes of bellies and then I come back into the office and try to get back into flow. Yeah, that's a nice little, that's a nice rest, restful moment, isn't it? It is. And this is the interesting thing too. I have a, I don't know if this, I think this will maybe serve the audience. I have a practice where every morning I have two cats, Fudge and Ace. Every morning they eat at 9 a.m. And yeah. They like to come into the office around eight because they like to bug me. Yeah. And oftentimes I'll have this moment where I'll, I'll say, you know, I really wish these cats weren't in here. I really yeah. wish they weren't on the desk. I really, yeah. you know, they're headbutting me. And then I say, what will I think when they're gone? Yeah. When they both move on to wherever cats go after cats yeah. leave this earth, I will probably be grateful for all the times that I just let them come in here and I spent five minutes with them. So I think that's a very, very important practice too. It's kind of anti-productivity, but... Yeah, that's I that's something I felt. Yeah, I, I think it's sometimes good to um, sort of like cleanse the soul a little bit. Procrastination is is kind of like giving your mind a rest for just a couple Ooh. of minutes. I support that, especially if there's cats involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, the final little 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 bit on on your list of um, things. Sure. Uh, limiting beliefs. Mm. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I'm a big believer in not limiting yourself. Big belief, big beliefs. Even if you don't get them, it doesn't matter. You've got to have a goal. I, I agree. I agree. The interesting thing about limiting ourselves with our limiting beliefs is a lot of them aren't ours. That's mm. the that's the very weird thing is I always paint the picture of person A and person B. Person A is raised in a family who says, you can accomplish anything. You're beautiful. Mm. You're talented. Mm. You're intelligent. You're eloquent. The sky is the limit for you. We love you so much person B, you're unattractive, you're not intelligent, you're not going to make it far in life, Mm. we wish we didn't have you. Those are two very, very different lives with potentially very, very different limiting beliefs. So yeah, it's it's one of those interesting things where we tend to create our own reality. If you do not believe something is possible, it kind of becomes impossible unless you prove it wrong. So you got to figure out what is your belief, what is your limiting belief, and then what is the smallest piece of action you can take. You don't yeah. have to climb the mountain all at once. No, Just no, take no. one step in the right direction. Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with your, your life kind of thing? And then the, all the rest of it, the habits, the commitment, the mindset, everything else rolls into that, doesn't it? Yeah. To, it's, to kind yeah. of like hit that belief. Yeah. What do you believe you can do? Yeah. Right? Start there. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you don't have a big, hairy, audacious goal, that is totally fine. What do you currently believe you are capable of? All right, yeah. cool. Let's set up the first domino there. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, I really briefly, I, when I was about 14 years old, I wanted to work in radio and TV. <laughs> and when I got a light, and that's a big goal when you're 14, mm. you know, it's mm. huge. Um, and, and I got there when I was 20, 21 years old, which was, which was great. Um, the, 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 the problem about hitting your, your lifetime ambition when you're in your 20s is that when it ends, what do you then do? Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's that a was challenge. Hard. Yeah, that was a challenge. Yeah. That, that's a midlife, that's, for many people, that's a midlife crisis, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I should have bought a sports car, shouldn't I? <laughs> 
I support that also. I support that also. Yeah. I had my midlife crisis at 26, so I feel yeah. very, very blessed that I hopefully got it out of the way. Yeah, it's a good time to have it, definitely. Right. Um, brilliant. I've enjoyed this chat, Kevin. This is this is great. Um, wh- where can we find Next Level Podcast? Go on, give us some. Give us yeah, some sure, sure. I, I always just tell people to search Next Level University. Yeah. You'll find it on whatever uh, platform you're listening on. We're also on YouTube. So that's the best place to learn more about us. We do an episode every day. You'll figure out very quickly whether it's your type of show or not. Yeah. And yeah, it's the best way. Absolutely. Brilliant. I'll leave a bunch of links in the show notes so folks can um, tap on those. Thank Um, you, my friend. Lovely. Thanks for your time, Kevin. Appreciate it. Likewise. Thanks again to Kevin for his time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google. It's everywhere. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.